The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of Round the OAA, host of Last Three Brain Cells, and host of Between Taramina's and Oriented with Television. Like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and those watching on YouTube. Of course, we just had Media Day um, last Friday. Um, so that you know what that means. We get to bring in the um, voice of the Dragons, Coach um, Doug Corliss. Coach, welcome to the podcast for, I, think, I believe it's a fourth straight year, I believe. Yeah, it is. And thanks for having me. It's, it's that time of year the excitement starts to ramp up. And, you know, this, this podcast is just as important as anything we can do in the broadcast booth. This sets the tone for the season. Yes, and it does. I mean, like, obviously, when you look at the upcoming season, this is the first time the OA has went to four divisions since 2003. Um, so what is your thoughts about the divisions going to four divisions instead of, instead of the regular three divisions? Well, it will eat, it will even out the competition mm-hmm. because it's in a lot of the divisions you had one or two call them power teams, if you will, and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. So now you spread that out a little bit more and you've got a chance for more competition. You've got a chance for more division championships, and I think it's just good for competition all the way across the board. And doesn't it help, obviously, with them, you know, with, you know, getting more teams in the postseason, obviously, you know, having more of a chance for them to get in the playoffs? It does, you know, you've still got to get your wins, and yes, there will be some teams that may not have made it simply because of the interdivisional uh matchups that happen week to week how many times have we said it that that the teams in the OAA spend the season beating each other up and then they sometimes have to do it all over again going into the playoffs so it's going to be better competition and I, I think it's a great idea um, and it's interesting because now you look at strength of schedule being the main component um, heading into the postseason. Um, you know, when you look at the red, I mean, the red has um, almost everybody in that division has got very difficult schedules, um, including their non-league. I mean, I know North Farmington's got a tough matchup week two at Caledonia looming, and then Ferndale's got a tough one with Grand Rapids West Catholic. Um, so, um how does the importance of strength of schedule help when it comes to the postseason? Well, it does. Um, you know, you've still got your win, but just the seeding into the playoffs and also, you know, where you're going to fall once the selection committee, you know, lays out the playoff scenarios, where you're going to fall how far you might have to travel for a week. And it's it's all that thing that the computers up in East Lansing or up in Lansing go spitting out every year. And you really never totally know till Selection Sunday. But, yeah, you want to go in there with as much momentum as possible, with as much, uh, you know, on your side as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, let's now break down the divisions. I mean, like, let's go from the gold. Uh, I know, I know in the past we've gone from red, white, blue, and gold. Let's go opposite. Let's go from the gold, blue, white, and red. Um, okay. of course, saving the bet, saving the red, you know what I mean? But let's break down the gold a little bit here. I mean, like in this division, it's a five team division between Berkeley, Avondale, Ferndale, Royal Oak, and Pontiac. Um, Obviously, when you look at the corner of the coaches' poll, um, Berkeley is the favorite in the, in the division. Um, Avondale's projected to finish second. Ferndale's projected to finish third. Royal Oak projected to finish fourth. And Pontiac projected to finish last. Um, 
when you look at this division, you're breaking it down. I mean, Roy Oak's got a new coach. Ferndale's haven't had a really rough year. Um, two teams from this division made the playoffs last year in Berkeley and Avondale. So what are your initial thoughts? I don't think much is going to change. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're going to have two strong teams in Berkeley and Avondale. And I have said it for three, four years now. I keep waiting for Pontiac to have a breakout. Um, when you talk they, about... They have done everything they can to get that team to succeed. They have, they have a coach who I think has gotten through to his players. And it's... I keep waiting for him to break out, and it just hasn't happened yet. Well, Pontiac's 5-82 and 82 since 2012, and you look at that schedule that Pontiac's got this year, there's two games that I think that look very winnable for them. Um, Mount Clemens, Week 2, and then they close out the were Garden City, Week 9. Those two games look really winnable. Um, when you look at Pontiac, I mean, like they have Davion Hall, um, who's a very good running back. He had five touchdowns against Stockbridge. Um, they scored 40 points last year which in, in a game, which was the most since 2011. They put up 66 against West Bloomfield. So when you look at Pontiac, I mean, there there is some promise starting to come. It's just, you know, making sure those kids, you know, stay in the city. Yeah, exactly. And that's where um, there are some open enrollments and they've taken some of the athletes out of Pontiac and they got to keep those kids there. I mean, how does the importance of the new stadium do for Pontiac? Obviously they opened up the new stadium last year. Of course it's on campus. Um, do you think that's going to make a big, big difference? You know what? A stadium has never won or lost a football game, but that being said, the, the thoughts of, having your own and look i was as big a fan of wisner stadium as anyone i mean i i played there years ago and it's still standing Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's fabulous that those kids had that relic to play in because it was a in its own way it was kind of a place to play in Mm mm-hmm and having your own stadium on campus, and it is, it's a beautiful facility. And it's a point not only for the town, the city to take pride in, but the players to take pride in. And yeah, it speaks volumes of what, what they want to do there, what they're trying to get done. And uh, yeah, it, it means a lot. When I talked to Coach Ken Wade the other day at Media Day, he said that Pontiac had the longest losing streak in the state, and he said this year they were going to break the streak. Um, in your own opinion, do you see that happening with Pontiac? Yes. I agree. If for any, if for any other reason, you're going to have Pontiac playing Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. They are too traditionally unsuccessful franchises mm-hmm. and somebody's got to win that game. And you know, that game's going to be a toss up. I agree with you. Um, with Royal Oak this year, they got a new staff. I mean, Dustin Truitt takes over that program. Um, they got a lot coming back. Um, so when I look at, I think for, for me with Pontiac though, um, before we talk Royal Oak, I think with them, I think I see the Mount Clemens game. I can see them winning that one, and I can also see the Garden City one. That I can see. I think Pontiac would win that one. So those are two games that I really see Pontiac winning. Um, both those games. And you know we've we've said this before that that would be a huge boost for that program just to break the streak. Yes, and I agree with you. I mean, I agree. I think that's going to be the thing. I think they're going to break that streak this year. I mean, I I, I really feel it. Like I think they're really close. I really do. And, and I hope they do. Yeah, and I do too. And I know if Ian was here, you know, he would say it. He would agree with all th- with all, both of us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but let's talk Royal Oak. I mean, 
Royal Oak's got a new coach in Dustin Truitt. Um, they do. Um, they have a lot coming back. Um, they got a very. Their line is very good. They got a very good running back in Makai Jenkins. Hudson Seidel's back at quarterback. Um, Royal Oak, we know, last few years has been ten and twenty four since two thousand eighteen. Um, so when you look at Royal Oak this year. I know there's a lot of hype surrounding them. There's a lot of optimism surrounding them. Um, so when you look at Royal Oak, I mean, I mean, like, I think they could surprise some people, but we'll see. I think if, if there's a team that's going to benefit from this realignment in the gold division, it's going to be Royal Oak mm-hmm. because they will be competitive. You know, they will face equal competition week after week. Mm-hmm. And it's you know same thing with Pontiac. You, you know, every now and then you gotta pull a win out. Yes, I. Yes, Royal Oak has a returning nucleus. You always have, in most cases, the first year staff jitters. Right. And it's going to take that team a little, yeah, you know, a couple three games to gel. Yeah. I mean, like, I can see that. I mean, like, I know their week one game, um, it's an it with Holly, that's gonna be really interesting going against Billy Keenest, um, and who who is who just left Troy Athens to take over at Holly. So that's an interesting game week one, you know, battle of first year coaches, but Keenest does know the OA very, very well. Yes. And you look at Royal Oak, I mean, like, um, you know, I know that they've had a lot of struggles. But when I when I talked to Coach Truett a couple of weeks ago, last week he said that um that um there was a lot of optimism within the program that the kids were starting to buy in. Um, he said things were a little bit different over there at Royal. He's going to change the defense up, offense kind of not sure of. He's going to probably go with the strengths. Um, so. Um, when you look at it here, bringing in a new coach, you know you're you're right. There has to be a transition period, you know. Yeah. And I think for Royal Oak, I mean, like I'm curious to see how they ha- how they do this year. Um, I'm very curious to see what Coach Stewart has coming back this year. Really am. Yeah, and, and and it's all it's you know before you've snapped a ball, it's very nice to say everyone's bought in. Mm-hmm. And you've got to keep, you've got to find a way to keep that optimism going in if things get tough. Yes. Because the the easiest thing to do is to have a couple tough games and the players start getting down. Mm-hmm. And, and I... that's, that's, you know, I, a head coach has to be, you know, part, uh, part football coach and part psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll just see how you know how that plays out. Right now, everybody's zero and zero, and optimism, you know, bounds all over the state. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, and we let's talk another team here um, that has some optimism. That's Ferndale. Um, Ferndale had a really unusual year where they really struggled. Um, but when talking to Coach Eric Royal, he said that the uh, he's got. Everybody, with the exception of three starters, coming back. Um, so, but when I look at their schedule, they got a very tough schedule. I mean, they got to play um, Macomb Lance Cruz first, then they got to play um, Grand Rapids West Catholic. Um, you know, the following week. So, when you look at Ferndale, I mean, you know they got athletes. Um, you know, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the Eagles um, this season? You know, Ferndale's been one of those teams that's been so hard to read over the years that they just, you just don't know which Ferndale's going to show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've had, you know, they've got good athletes there. There's no question. And it's just getting the most out of that, out of those good athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at the co-op, program with Ferndale University I know that has to help big time with that with with Ferndale you know it does and it's it's all about keeping the talent that you have mm-hmm. um, when you look at Ferndale those that schedule it's it's interesting especially playing against Grand Rapids West Catholic week two I'm going like when I talk to Royal about this I'm going like 
what are you doing? You're playing that type of team. That's going to be tough for you. Now, the good news is he's got him coming to Ferndale. He's got him coming over to Ferndale. Okay. So that does help. Yeah. You know, so we've been through it in years past where the, where the bus gets, gets a lot of miles on it. Oh, there's going to be. And it's it's nice that they're coming to their house. Yeah. There's several teams, you know what I mean? That's got to play. That's got to do some travel. Imagine Caledonia having to travel all the way out to North Farmington week two. You know, that'll be an interesting game. Um, Let's go from Ferndale. Let's talk Avondale. I mean, like when you look at the Yellow Jackets, they do. Ha- they're going to break in a new quarterback. Um, Jake's younger brother Tyler is going to be the new quarterback. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Coach Bell's team up down in Avondale? You know what, Avondale is. I think they're going to have a good year this year. Really? Yeah, they've got the one thing that they've had is some. Some, hmm? what's the word? Yes, some experience at the coach in, in the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You can take a, a raw quarterback, and that's what this time of year is for: is to take those those raw players coming in and get them ready to play. This is why you have four way scrimmages. This is this is why you do all that stuff is to get ready for the season. And they're they're doing it now, and you know I I always remember the line Mike Tyson said that says any plan is good until you get hit in the mouth, and then any plans go out the window. So when you look at when you look it, at okay, go ahead. I mean, when you look at Avenel this year, I mean, a lot of athletes this year. I mean, like they got a lot of experience coming back. I mean, like. I mean, like, when you look at this team, I mean, like, a lot of experience coming back from a team that made the playoffs a year ago. They've always had athletes at Avondale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the athletes turn out at Avondale. Yes. It's just a matter of, you know, something always happens with Avondale. It, they run into a buzzsaw team. They run into a team that, that is getting hot and you know, they get an upset and they, that's the stuff that you've got to play through and play over. Um, when you look at Avondale, um, I think they, I think they could have a very good year. I mean, like even though the last few years under coach Corey Bell, Avondale has been 11 and 15 um, in the last four years since he's taken over the program. I think this could be the year they break through this year. I really do when you look at Avondale. Yeah, and it's the same thing with with mm-hmm. Pontiac as as we just talked about. They get they get the athletes in. Mm-hmm. And now it's a matter of just channeling that, you know, those players coming in and putting it together, getting the cohesiveness we talk a lot about cohesiveness, and it's not just a phrase. Mm-hmm. It's getting the the players and the coaching staff not only coming together on a football field, but getting to know each other and trust each other as people. Yes, and I think you know that's going to be the thing. I mean, when you look at um, when you look at Avondale, that's going to be the thing um, this year for them. Um, let's talk Berkeley. I mean, this is the team that's favored in the division. I know when I talked to Coach um, Sean Shields the other day, um, he told me it was a quarterback competition between them, um, you know, and I'm very curious to see Berkeley because they got a very good line up front, um, very solid running attack. I mean, like, I'm a little concerned about that passing attack. So what's your early thoughts on the Bears? Well, one thing about it, they are experienced. Yes. They've been there. They've been at a high level for their division mm-hmm. for a you know for a number of years now mm-hmm. and they've withstood that through coaching changes and everything else they've kept that high level again for their division yes because we found out with them that when it comes then they they play someone 
outside of the division in a crossover. Uh, they don't fare a lot, real well. They just knocked off Clarenceville last year in a really good yes, game. They did. So it's it's taking that cohesiveness, keeping it together all year long, and maximizing with the talent they have. And when you look at Berkeley this year, they open up with a very tough Milan team week one. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah, the, you know what? There's going to be school buses putting on a lot of miles all over the state in the early going. If you just imagine the Saginaw Valley, you know, with Traverse City Central and Traverse City West, good grief, you know. Well, you know what? There were years where Lake Orion uh, went up to Bay City. They went to Lansing. Uh, there were a couple of years that the school bus got quite a workout, you know, just moving the football team around. Mm-hmm. Monroe, perfect example of that. There you go. Yep. Um, let's go down from the gold division. Let's talk the blue here. Of course, um, the co- according to the coaches' poll this year, there were no first-place votes this year. Um, they got North Farmington the favorite, followed by Seaholm, Farmington, Troy, and Troy Athens. Um, let's talk Troy Athens first. Um, when you look at the Red Hawks, you got a new coach, new program, new everything. Um, what is your initial thoughts on Tom Cooks and, and his program? There's going to be some learning curves there. There will be some growing pains. Uh, like you said, it's, it's almost a total rebuild for the program and give them a year. Okay. They'll win some games, but give them a year. Okay. Um, let's, um, let's talk Troy then. I mean, like when you look at the Colts, this was a team last year that made the playoffs. Um, they were just absolutely embarrassed by Chippewa Valley in the first round. Um, what is your initial take on the Colts and Coach Chris Frazier's team? I mean, like, when you look at Troy last year, that non-con, I mean, their their schedule really, I wasn't really impressed with the schedule they had last year, and it hurt them in their two final two games against Bloomfield Hills and then against Chippewa Valley. Um, what is your initial thoughts on the Colts? Considering where they had been, and you have to remember, after Coach Griffith left, Troy had some dark days. Yes, they did. And for where they were able to come back to, where they won some games, made the playoffs. I mean, yeah, sure, they hadn't been in the playoffs in a long time. And if they, you know, yeah, they they got a whooping laid on them in the playoffs, but they made it. And that alone is the thing that you look when you're looking at building blocks to get your program back up off the ground. You made that that step into the playoffs. Now you got to build on that, and that's their task this year. Yeah, but when you look at Troy, they got a they got they're going to have a new quarterback. I mean, like you got Darius Whiteside there. Um, I'm very curious to see how Whiteside does this year um, with Troy. I mean, like, their secondaries are strength. Um, they got a very good DB in Jaden Peacock. Um, but everything starts and ends with the quarterback position. So when you look at it, Troy, they're looking for one. It does. And this, as we as we said earlier, that's what this time of year is for. Mm-hmm. Get your quarterback, get him comfortable running the team. Mm-hmm. and then turn them loose opening night. Yeah. And, you know, we've always said, you know, you've, you've, you've heard it a lot that the biggest leap, the great leap we called it, is between week and week two. Yes. So that's where you take your new quarterback and you analyze what he did and you adjust to his strength. And that's going to be the key this year for Troy. I mean, like, they've got a lot to replace coming into the year. I mean, like, I am very curious to see how Troy does as an encore here this year. Um, Let's go now from Troy to Farmington. Um, Farmington, they got a lot coming back. I mean, Dominic Peschel, quarterback, um, he has really improved for for, um, for, um, for the Falcons. I mean, like, I think when you look at Coach Jason Albrecht's team, um, Farmington could be a sleeper this year in the blue. They can. And their biggest test is going to be their crosstown rival. The Farmington Cup game against North? There you go. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting this year. That game will be at Falcon Field. Of course, I'll be on TV 10 in Farmington. Um, got to meet their, um, got to meet their, um, I mean, got to meet them really nice people there. I mean, like, got to give love to Farmington TV 10. Um, I think when you look at Farmington, I think this could be the year they get them. I really do. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I know they've, I know on the Farmington Cups had permanent residents in North for a little while ever since John Herstein took over there. Um, I think when you look at it here, this could be the time for Farmington, you know, to see what they're made for, made of. We hope so. We've seen Farmington teams before that have romped through the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then just can't make it in the make it into the playoffs, but don't go anywhere. No. And yeah, I'd like to see that happen too. I, I'd love to see Farmington come up and give the rest of the division, not just North Farmington, but everybody a run for their money. I think they could. I mean, like when you look at when you look at the, when you look at it, I mean the schedule is interesting. They play Ypsilanti Lincoln. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what Farmington has this year. I mean, they're going to be solid. Um, let's talk North Farmington. Um, when you look at the Raiders, um, you know, when you look at the Raiders, I think, um, you know, everything starts and ends with Ryan Shelby, a quarterback. We know about the Hawk effect over there. Um, what is your initial thought process on North Farmington? North Farmington has run gangbusters year after year. Mm-hmm. Since Coach Hurstein took over, yep, you know, and you're right. It's it's it might as well have been called uh, Harrison North, right? Or North, or yeah, North North Harrison. <laughs> yeah, but they don't. They can't keep it going during the playoffs. Well, and let- that astounded me that as well as they played. Uh, Last year and the year before, they didn't go anywhere. They lost six straight games last year. You know that. Yes, it, 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 correct. But they started out like the house on fire. Yes. And then they they hit that wall. They had something happen, and they stalled. I mean, probably the game he probably would no- most notice is that game last year against Traverse City Central, where they just got completely blitzkrieg at, to- at Ron Holland Field. I mean, my goodness, I have never seen a John Herstein type team or even a John Harrington team at Harrison even um, get blown out like that. You know when, yeah. what Traverse City Central did? I mean, like my goodness. Um. When you look at North, everything starts and ends with Ryan Shelby, a quarterback. Um, I know he's been hurt with the, with the knee injury. Um, he hurt it during the winter. Um, he's, I talked to him, Herstein. He said he's expected to have him back um, during the season. Um, they got a very good senior quarterback um, that's backing him up. I mean, like he's gonna. I mean, like he's gonna take over for a little bit. So when you look at North Farmington, it starts and ends with a quarterback. Yeah, and I think both quarterbacks will play mm-hmm. uh, for that very reason that you've got uh, a guy coming back from a knee, mm-hmm. and I don't recall the severity of it, but mm-hmm. he'll, you know, it'll take him some time, and I expect both quarterbacks to play, and it may just can't come down to whoever plays the best. I agree. I agree with you, you know, but I, don't be surprised if you see both quarterbacks could play, you know what I mean, in mm-hmm. in the same field. I mean, like maybe one going to wide receiver, another one, you know, the other one being the quarterback. So don't be surprised there. You know, it, it has worked before. Exactly. And I expect, Nor- I mean, when you look at North, I mean, they got a tough schedule. They got to play, you know, you got, they and they got a tough schedule. I mean, you got Caledonia week two. They were regional finalists last year. Um, I know they got Lake Orion, they got Bluebeal Hills, um, you know, really interesting matchups, you know, for North. Yeah. And you know, Lake Orion will be at Lake Orion. That'll be at North actually. Oh, it will be at North? Be back at North. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was hoping for the home and home. Yeah. I was hoping that yeah. too, but. Yeah. So yeah, 
they'll play well. Yes. Will they dominate? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Will they make the playoffs? I'm I'm thinking yes, they will. I'm curious. You know, I'm very curious to see how North does this season. Now, a team I think that could make some big time strides, and we've seen them last year with Seaholm. Um, when you look at the Maples, um, I think Seaholm has the best. They got a lot of experience back. They run the Veer. Um, but what's your take on Seaholm, a coach Jim D. Wall's team? Well, yeah, you know, Seaholm is what two years removed. From a state semifinal appearance. Yep. And so we know that the staff knows how to win. Yes. Now it's getting the players because, let's face it, on a varsity program, you turn over your roster every two to three years. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got a whole new cast of characters in there from their semifinal appearance and it's keeping the message constant to mm-hmm. get those players to play the way the staff wants them to play. And I think that's the big thing here. I mean, like when you look at it, see, they're see, has got a lot of experience, but last year they took their lumps. I mean, we've seen them play last year. Of course, you called the game on ON TV with Seaholm. Um, you got, they got a good quarterback in Colton Kinney. I'm really high on Graydon Kinney as well. Um, Talk about Seaholm, you know what I mean, in your eyes. Seaholm is the team that, the team that, as we said earlier, the staff knows how to win. Mm -hmm. And yeah, their quarterback's good. They have tools in place, but can they? Can they play on defense? That's the big question. I mean, when you look at Seaholm, um, I think I think they're going to be fine this year. I'm really, I've got, a, I'm high on this team this year with the experience they got back. Um, I, the blue is basically a toss up this year. I mean, when you look at the division as a whole, um, but I think if there's a team I could trust right now, early on, I know a lot of the pundits have picked North Farmington, but Seaholm's going to be right there, and Farmington could be there too. Yeah, if you wanted me to pick who's going to come out of there on top between Seaholm and North Farmington, I don't know if I could do it at this stage. Yeah, it's probably best, you know what I mean, wait a couple weeks before you decide yeah. on that. Talk to me after week four. Yep. At um, the halfway point. Let's talk about now, let's go from the blue, let's go to the white. It's going to be really interesting here. I mean, like when you look at the pundits they picked, I mean, the coaches poll, they have A&T as the top team, followed by Rochester, Oak Park, Harper Woods, um, Groves, and Bloomfield Hills. Um, let's look at the white here. I mean, let's talk Bloomfield Hills. Of course, last year, I know I was really critical of Bloomfield Hills, especially with the schedule. They went undefeated, and then they ran into by Detroit Catholic Central last year. So what's your initial mm-hmm. thoughts on the Blackhawks? You never know what's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Are you going to see the team that's going to run the table? Are you going to see a team that wins two or three games? You just don't know with them. No. Every year, it's a different Blackhawk team that you that you see. I Being in the white is going to help them, I think, when it looks at scheduling and all that. You know what I mean? I mean, like, when they went undefeated last year, I'm going like, you remind me of the 2007 Kansas Jayhawks when they they played a they didn't play a very good schedule, but they won the games that were given to them. But then they ran no by Detroit Catholic Central, and then they were just absolutely just throttled, you know. Well, you know, there's no shame in being throttled by Catholic Central. They've throttled a lot of teams. Yes. Over the years. Yes. Um. But when you look at Blue Bay Hills, everything starts and ends with C.J. Jackson, at quarterback. Um, very athletic kid. Very gifted kid. Yes, very much so. And he's going to win a game for him uh, sometime during the season. 
I think it's going to, I, yeah, I agree with you there. I, I do agree with you there. Um, let's go now from Bloomfield Hills. Let's go Groves now. I mean, obviously last year, Groves missed the playoffs first time in eight years. Um, he returned a very good quarterback receiving combo of Zach, Ro- of Caden Hardy and Zach Rogers. Um, talk about what Coach Flaherty needs to do this year. Well, Coach Flaherty's got to get to back to what got him there. I mean, he was, he was, he made the playoffs, what, to seven, eight years? Eight years. Mm-hmm. And then the last two seasons, they've gone two and seven and three and six. Yeah, it's very unusual for growth football. Very unusual. It is. It uh, is. And, you know, in their division, he's going to have, you know, he's got a crossover with Berkeley. Yeah, that's not going to be uh, easy. But he's also got, White division games against Oxford. Ouch. Uh, Oak Park. That's the league game, yep. Oxford, that's going to be, that'll be, that's ouch. <laughs> that's right, that'll be a white, yeah, he's, he's got to go up against Oxford. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. difficult, and that's going to be Oxford's first home game of the season. It is. Yep, so you can imagine how, how, how emotionally charged that atmosphere is going to be up there. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Coach Flaherty's just got to get them back to where they were. I agree with you. Whether it's a, it was a change. I don't think it was a change in his philosophy, but maybe he hasn't had that talent that he had in years past. I agree with you there. They don't have talent. I agree with you there. You know what I mean? He doesn't, and I think that's going to be the key for Groves this year is, you gotta, he's gotta find that identity. You know, that's gonna be the key for Groves this year. So that's mm-hmm. something to look at. Um, let's look at, um, let's talk about the new team on the block, Harper Woods. Of course, the Pioneers, um, enter the league. Um, last year they were, um, they made the postseason, lost the River Rouge in the first round. What is your initial thought process on Harper Woods? Welcome to the OAA. Okay. Because they have to play West Bloomfield Ouch. in a crossover. Yep. They're going to play Southfield in the league, Oak, yeah. Oak Park in the league. Yep. yep. They have to play Rochester Adams in a crossover. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about a welcome to the OAA moment. Yeah, and they, and they close out the year at Roseville, and then they got to play Harperwood Chandler Park Academy week one which they call the backyard brawl. Um, it's a tough schedule for Coach Rod on this team. Really tough schedule. And they got to find a quarterback and a running back this year. Yeah. And, you know, again, not knowing a lot about Harper Woods, um, you know, they're still a Class A school. Yes. They're in and, Division Two for the playoffs. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, do they have the athletes? They do. We'll find out. We will find out. Um, let's go from Harper Woods. Let's talk Oak Park. Um, when you look at the Knights this year, um, last year, it was rough for Coach Greg Carter. I mean, like, in his team. I mean, like, but when you look at Oak Park this year, what is your initial thought process on the Knights? And they got that schedule. Brutal. They do have a brutal schedule. They play Clarkston. They play Orchard Lake St. Mary's. They play Lake Orion. Yep. They play Southgate. Yeah, it's going to be a tough bill for them. And last year, and I spoke with Coach Carter about this at length, they had a lot of outside distractions. Yes, they did. And, you know, Coach Carter's been, we we talk about this every year with with Oak Park, is Coach Carter's been around the block. Yes. He's seen it and done it all. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can get this team together, it'll be Coach Carter. I think Oak Park, you know, they're a sleeper to watch. And I think when you look at it, if they can get rid of the distractions, get rid of the, um, you know, all the outside influences, I think this is a team that could surprise some people. But I just don't know if I see that with that schedule this year. You know? No. And, and again, you know, you, you – you you find out who you're playing and you play them, mm-hmm. and it that all comes down to getting your the team ready to play, uh, shaping the talent that you have, 
And then if you have to adjust your, your game plan around your talent, you do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think coach Carter will do that this year. Um, let's talk Rochester. Um, when you look at the Falcons, this is a team that's got, um, a lot of expectations this year. I mean, like now the city rap component of it's been a problem for them, but they do have the quarterback coming back in Alex Bueno. Um, what is your initial thought process on Rochester and why they're having trouble against the city rivals? Hey, it's baby steps. Yes. And Rochester has had two years with a winning record. Mm-hmm. They have not put two years together with winning records since forever. Yes. So baby steps. Yes. Coach Vernon, you know, has been there long enough. They know what to expect from Coach Vernon. Coach Vernon knows what to expect from his team. Uh they almost broke even on points scored and points given up. So again, you know, that might be the question. Quick can he get his defense? rolling this year that's the big question then you have the city component obviously you know with adams you know that story um haven't beaten him since 1996 have lost 24 straight to um to adams and then um and then stony creek you know we know how that's been going six and eight against them overall i mean like so the city rival component he's got to be the city rivals this year if they want any chance to make the playoffs absolutely and Adams is going to be one of his primary games. They open with Utica. Yes, Utica, they should win that. They should win that. Uh, they have to play Bloomfield Hills, which we already talked about. We don't know what team we're going to see out of them. Mm-hmm. Southfield is going to be a threat this year. And, you know, I think they have a chance to make it three years with a winning record. I think so too, and I agree with you. I think I think they will make it three years with a winning record. We'll see. We will see. Um, let's talk A and T now. A and T. I know you and I are going to defer on this. Um, I think with A and T, they got one of the three complete. They got offense, defense, special. The offense is there. They're going to score a ton of points this year. The concern that I have is defensively, you know, and that schedule is brutal. I mean, like, so when you look at A&T, you know, they got the off, they got the offensive playmakers. It's just the other side of the ball because their last four games, they allowed four, average 48 points. They gave average 48 points per game lat in the final four games. Yeah, they gave up 340-some-odd points. Yeah, that's rough. Games. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, that is. But easy. that being said, I love their quarterback. Isaiah Marshall. Yes. I mean, he, he he did everything in that game against Lake Orion last year, which which uh, Southfield won forty to twenty one. He did everything except drive the team bus. Mm-hmm. He was all over the field. He was pinpoint accurate with his passing. I like him. It, but here's the thing: Isaiah Marshall doesn't play defense. That's the thing. Defense That's is my right. biggest problem with A and T this year. It's not offense. They're going to score a bunch of points. You're going to probably see a lot of shootouts with them this year. You know, considering on the other side of the ball, you know, this is where they struggle. No question. Uh, And looking at what they gave up last year, I mean, the least amount of points they gave up in their losses was 21 points. Yes. I mean, they were getting 49 50, 49, 50 hung up on them week after week after week, and that's got to change. Yes, that is, and that schedule is brutal. You got Detroit Cast Tech week one. You got to play Rouge, Rouge week nine. In your crossovers are Clarkston and West Bloomfield. Ouch. Yes. <laughs> that's why we play the games. Yeah. All right, now let's go from the white division to the red here. Um, of course, um, when you look at this division here, according to the coaches' poll, West Bluefield's favored with two with two points of vote, and then you have Adams, Clarkston, Oxford, Lake Orion, and Stony Creek. Um, when you look, let's talk. Let's talk um, first. Let's talk Oxford first. I mean, like when you look at the Wildcats, um, 
you know, when you look at the Cats this year, um, they had a really great year last year. Um, now they got they got to replace a lot of talent from a year ago. Oxford will be on a mission this yes. year. Enough said. Yes, I agree with you there. I they will be, even though they're going to be very young this year. Yes. Um, let's talk Stony Creek. Um, when you look at the Cougars, um, the Cougars, you know, they're known for their time possession offense. And when you look at Stony Creek, um, they got a new quarterback and Justin Tyler taking over. Um, you got, um, Zach Vogler at running back. Um, their line is solid, but when I look at Stony Creek receiver and, um, defensive, defensive secondary, that's a concern for me when I look at coach Merlo's team this year. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much on a par, but not as bad as we just talked about with Southfield. They are giving up, you know, in the two hundreds in points mm-hmm. every season. Right, and we know Gary Griff's defenses are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the two years they didn't give up over two hundred points, they made the playoffs. Yes, so they got to find a defense. And it's got to be a good one with who they have to play this year. And they do open up the year with Detroit, Detroit Mumford. That'll be very interesting. Um, oh no, I think it's Detroit, either Mumford or Renaissance. I got it's look. Mumford. Yeah. Oh, it's Mumford. Thank you. Um, it's an interesting match of taking on Mumford in the first game. I mean, like, and then you still got to play Rochester in your crossover. Um, you got close out the year with Mike Gioni in New Baltimore and Bay. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, that may be a defining game for them. I don't see Stony Creek making the playoffs. You don't? No, the division's too good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, you've got West Bloomfield, Lake Orion, Clarkston, Adams, Oxford, who we just said is going to be on a mission. And then you've got your crossover with Rochester. And, you know, that Anchor Bay game may be a determiner, but I can't see them squeezing enough wings uh, wins out to make the playoffs this year. It'll be very interesting to see what happens there. It'll be really, really interesting to see. Um, let's talk Clarkston. Uh, when you look at the Wolves, I mean, like, new coach and Justin Pinter taking over. You got Mike Helm taking over at quarterback. Um, you obviously got Ethan Clark back. Um, but uh, this defense really has me nervous a little bit when I look at Clarkston. And I know that schedule looks very interesting. Give the ball to Ethan Clark and get out of the way. That's basically it. Pretty much, yeah. You've got a new staff coming in. And it's going to take some time to get that staff. I mean, no coaching staff comes in and knows they're doing right off the bat. You've got to have number one, a lot of talent, which Clarkson's always had Mm -hmm. and let their coaching staff get their feet wet. Um, They don't start out easy. Yeah. They have Davison week one at Michigan. Yep. Yeah. So the, the telling game of how they're going to do, give me week three against Adams. Yeah, that's the one. A- Adams, that'll be really interesting. Of course, um, taking on a team that runs the beer and everything, that's going to tell you a lot. I mean, then you still, when you look at Clarks and the rest of that schedule, they got Lapeer on the road. They got they only have three home games this year. They play Southfield, Oxford, and Stony Creek are all at home this year for Clarkston. Yeah, they their last three games are going to be at Lake Orion, at Lapeer, and then against Oak Park to finish the season. That's not easy. I mean, now I'll tell uh, you. No, they may make the they may make the playoffs. I'm not guaranteeing anything this year. Can't you know? You really can't um, because you've got to give that coaching staff a year to get their feet wet. I agree. And with again, you. that's what this time of the year is about. Uh, Today's the for today, and we're doing this on August eighth. Yep. Today is the first day in pads. Yeah, first they're you, they're in shells this week, you know. So. Yeah, they're in they're in shells for three or four days, yeah. so it starts now. It does. 
Um, let's now talk. Um, let's talk Lake Orion. Of course, when you look at the Dragons, um, Coach Chris Bell is back. Um, the question that I have with Lake Orion, of course, is going to be the quarterback position. Um, but you know, when you look at a perfect example, 2012, of course, um, you know, Lake Orion, you know, when you look at the Dragons, I mean, here's a, here's a team that last year it was, they had things rough. I mean, it was really, really rough for them. Um, but what's your initial take on the Dragons? You know what? The more things change, the more they stay the same. And I was thinking about this the other day that, you have had pretty much the same continuity with some changes here and there in staff since 1998. Mm -hmm. You had a four-year period when Coach Blackstock took over. He had success at Lake Orion, probably not what he had envisioned, but he made the playoffs three out of four years. Um, that continuity has been there and coach bell coming back. Uh, my big question, what the dragons is last year and the year before you had the wings and things offense, right? The wing T offense, right? Is coach bell going back to a beer? You know, what's he going to run? I have not been over to talk to coach bell yet. So I don't know what his plans are offensively, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of wing formation. There. No, not usually not in a coach bell offense. You never see that. No. So no. I expect a lot of changes in the offense this year for Lake Orion defensively. You know, that's where I think that's going to be where the, you know, uh, last year they allowed 50 points to their two arch rivals, Oxford and Clarkston um, 40 points. And I know two of the games they allowed, um, yeah. What has to change on that defense? Rick Powell knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's been a very, very good addition to that staff as defensive coordinator. And they're, they lost a lot on defense. Yes. So it's getting the new guys in, getting them to buy into the system, and getting them to produce. I think they will this year. I really do. Um, that schedule is vicious. My big question is the defensive backfield. Yes. Very, very young. Yes, very young. Yep. So, again, this is the time. Yes. And with a team like Lake Orion, there's no better way than a DB to learn than go against your own team because you know they'll throw the ball. Yes. And – Lake Orion this year, I, they could be, they're a sleeper in the red this year. I'm really, I think they're going to be a sleeper this year in that division for sure. And, you know, Coach Blackstock stays as, the, you know, that's the thing. Coach Blackstock stays on. Yes. He's the defensive backfield coach. Mm -hmm. All right. He will get his unit back playing well. I expect that this team's going to be. Right back in the thick of it this year. I uh, watch out. I think they're watch out for Lake Orion this year. Um, one one thing about Coach Blackstock again coaching the defensive secondary is he is such a great communicator with the players. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt when a player goes out and takes the field where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I so. I think they'll be much improved in the you know on defense this year. I do. Um, Lake Orion is sleeper team to watch. Um, let's talk. We got two more teams to talk about here. We got Rochester Adams, of course. Last year was a state finalist a year ago. Um, when you look at the Highlanders, they did lose a lot of talent, but they got the quarterback back in Parker Pico. Yes, they do. <laughs> and Parker Pico is going to go play baseball at the next level. Yeah, Alabama. And He's yeah at Alabama and he's got an arm. There's no question. Grand Blank found that out the hard way. Coach Petrito's offense. Uh, you're never sure what you're going to get. He'll run wing. He'll run run spread. Uh, you know the and the thing about Adam is they blew out a lot. Yes, but they also won some close games. Yes. Yeah, they beat West Bloomfield fourteen to thirteen in the regional final. They beat them twice. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I Adams is going to be their typical very, very good team. And they got Brady Prescorn, who I'm really high on this year, you know? Yes. I mean, I'm curious to see what Adams does. And I'm very curious up front. That's going to be the question mark for Adams this year, I think, is going to be up front. Um, we'll see. I mean, defensively, I it, the Adams are going to be solid. I mean, week one, they got Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's going to be very interesting. Hey, the first half of their season is St. Mary's, Rochester, Clarkston, Lake Orion, West Bloomfield, then Oxford. Ouch. So they're going to have a tough stretch in the middle of their schedule. Ouch. If they come out of there at 500, they'll be fortunate. Yes. Yes. And let's talk about um, West Bloomfield, of course, the Lakers here. Um, last year, they look, when I watched it, saw them at Media Day, they look on a mission. The thing I talked about with Coach Grice is their discipline, of course, and I saw the Novi game last year where they just made so many extracurricular activities. Um, when I look at West Bloomfield, discipline could be their downfall this year. They got to have discipline. Yes. They got to have team discipline. And that starts with coach Geis. Yes. He's got to get that instilled into his team. Uh, you know, and I think that's the thing you got to look at. They got to have discipline. Um, so when I look at West Bloomfield, Carry on. An open night. Yeah, then in the season, original. They did it impressively. Um, and I think when you look at West Bloomfield this year, they got Raekwon Nance, they got Kenny Jones. I mean, like this is a loaded team this year. When you look at the Lakers, um, they got they got um, Car Jackson coming back. I mean, like so when you look at the Lakers, I mean, like. If they got the pieces to get back to the Division One State Finals, I mean, like, but it all comes down to discipline. It does. And I think that's going to be the key for West Bloomfield this year is their discipline. Um, before I let you go, Coach Corliss, some final thoughts um, when you look at the Lakers this season? They will go as far as their quarterback will take them. Okay. They've they've always had tremendous athletes there. Yes. And you see that because they're playing all over the place on the next level. Um, but again, they've got to keep team discipline. And their yeah. defense has got to keep the standards of what they had. They gave up a lot of points last year. That is true. But they scored so many points that it didn't matter. Yeah, and you have players like Samaj Morgan there. You got you got um Kenny Jones. You got Raekwon Nance, quarterback. Um, they're going to be solid again. It just comes down to is team discipline. That's the big question when you look at West Bloomfield this yeah. year. Um, and they they are blazingly fast. They are, and they're going to be they're they're one of the top teams in the state this year, and for good reason. Um, before I let you go, coach, um, what is your final thoughts, um, on the, um, upcoming season? Well, after last year was a return to normalcy, everything went fine. You know, we played a full season. We had the playoffs. They were, everything was exciting. And this year, let's do it again. Uh, we have to, you know, you always remember that. This is all done for these these 75, 100 players that take the field every Friday night. And those players, you know, uh, we always told our players, soak it up. Enjoy every minute of this because you may not have a, a time like this again. And I agree with you, Coach, on everything here. I'm Coach Doug Corliss. Thank you for joining us this week here on the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me, Sammy. Yeah. Wish everything the best of luck. This is the voice of the Dragons, Coach Doug Corliss. Um, thank you really much for joining us. Thank you. Um, okay, now my final thoughts. Um, 
course, um, I will be, um, of course, we're going to have the preview shows coming up on the um, podcast for the for, for the next four weeks here. So make sure you stay tuned to the blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com for the latest information. So, you know, we are going to have rankings and all that. So make sure you follow up on the blog. Um, also make sure we are, make sure, um, you watch the preview shows coming up. Of course, we're going to have my projections and everything all set up and ready to go. Okay, everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, take care, everybody. Wish everybody the best of luck. Take care. God bless. And I will see you all next week, everybody, at the preview show. See you next week. Hopefully.